Great morning. Hello. Hi. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition. Tony Basilio along with you. Today over at tclub.team. Today over at tclub.team, I um I was asking a few questions and and I don't think people are grasping yet. And I'm not trying to be chicken little here. I'm not, okay? But I don't think people are grasping locally the potential gravity of this thing with the NCAA. L- let me just um, say something here to you. Um, first of all, yesterday I was caught totally off guard by this. I'm going to give you full disclosure. I thought Tennessee was going to work this thing out before appearing before the NCAA in July. I thought they would have that thing well worked out. Did not realize that they were going to go before them in, in in a week and a half or so. Uh, didn't think that was possible. Didn't think that was going to happen. They never dreamed it would come to this. Russ Dellinger yesterday um, over at SI.com broke the story. Brian Hartman has procured him. He's going to join us in about 20 here on the uh, show of record. And the, the key question here is, what are Tennessee, what are they fighting over? Is this a matter of, I mean, it's only a couple different possible things. It's not, it's not like we're living in a, in a world here where there's a myriad of possibilities. I mean, there's, there's some mystery to it, yet there's not a ton of mystery to it. But there's enough mystery to it to make it kind of mysterious. So what are they fighting over? Is Because if you go back to the genesis of this thing from a couple years back, as soon as Tennessee knew there were problems, they invited the NCAA in. And they said, help us sweep out the pen here. If you will, help us sweep, sweep out the hog pen, if you will. And the NCAA did just that. Everybody was gone. Fired everybody involved. Didn't fire your AD, which might come back to haunt you. Might. Um, but you fired everybody involved. Got all the bad actors out of there. Swept the pen out in terms of your recruiting office, your apparatus, your assistant coaches. Publicly denounced everybody but your AD. And then you get back to this and and... and Danny White and his people are telling everybody, we're out of the woods. Let me tell you something. Last summer, I thought they were out of the woods, silly me. They believed at the time these remedies that we have instituted ourselves, self-imposed, roster reductions, playing shorthanded in the first year of Josh Heupel, very shorthanded, in fact. They thought, oh, that's going to be enough. So there's a couple things, and, I, and I've been on the phone with a bunch of people, um, internally, externally, just trying to get a feel for this. And I can't wait to talk to Ross. Because I'm going to tell you something. Ross knows. Ross knows. I think Ross knows more than, than what he wrote. And I wrote that in the blog today. That's a guy I'd follow here on this story. That's a guy I'd follow. He's got somebody 
hardwired at the NCAA, and he knows. What is this about? Did the NCAA come to Tennessee and say, hey, we're taking you out of postseason play for a year? Now, I haven't had anybody tell me that. But that could be in play. Well, Tony, they don't do that anymore. I mean, I don't know. Do they not do? I don't know. Well, they say they don't. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I was looking at that Oklahoma State deal, and Oklahoma State kind of had some stupid cheating going on in their deal, and they got caught. And they they did the same thing. They invited the NCAA in, in their basketball program. They invited the NCAA in. They worked arm-in-arm, hand-in-hand with them, and then at the end of it got hammered, got hammered. In fact, they were ineligible for the tournament last year even, and their deal uh, came down in 2020 when they got their sentence. So they were in purgatory for a couple seasons. Point I'm making here is, is that this has to be something semi-serious. Or the other side of this, and this is um, this is something that I've been pondering here. Danny White is an extremely, extremely high opinion of himself guy. And it might be that they're suggesting some reasonable scholarship reductions, and he doesn't want any because he believes that his remedies – we're good enough. That is certainly possible here. That is certainly, we're not going to agree to anything. That is certainly within the realm of possibility. To me, if it's a few scholarships a year and a few visits a year, so what? I'm in the NIL era. I go to the guys at Spire. And I say, hey, they're lopping off five scholarships. Can you fund me five football players that we're going to take as walk-ons? And pay them a little extra. We'll call them walk-ons. Of course you can. I mean, so that stuff, to call that passe, the knocking off of scholarships, is, is exactly what it is. So it's passe. So I'm looking at this, and I just had a conversation with somebody who who knows um, but doesn't know. Because the truth is, and, and I'll just share this with you, internally they're not talking at all about this. They're not saying nothing to see here, and they're not saying there's a ton to see here, which in the past when I've gotten there's nothing – when, I, when I've gotten a reaction like this in the past, my antenna goes up, and I say, whoa, baby, this feels a little different. And that's kind of where I'm at here. I don't know. I'm not trying to be chicken little with you, but I'm not trying to say there's nothing to see here either. This thing is uh, going to be interesting in a week and a half. I, I think this thing is um, well worth watching. And well worth being concerned about. I'll, I'll bring uh, Dr. Sinclair in against that backdrop. And Brian Hartman, Ross Dellinger is going to join us here in uh, in our second block. Sean, good morning to you. We've got a big baseball series coming up with Florida beginning tomorrow. 
the rain and the colder weather will um, will greet the Florida Gators when they come in, which I don't know. Could be right on time. Who knows? Um, I've been texting with Tony Valls today about his appearance yesterday that I found illuminating and fascinating, uh, to say the least. But uh, Cinco, good morning to you. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Tony. Thanks again for having me. Um, I think you bring up a lot of great points. I, I think um, from your blog today, I think a couple things come into play, uh, and and then a couple things that we just kind of need to take account of. One is that you know some, something happened here. There's no question about it. Um, those bozos, including the who I like, the bozo. Uh, including the AD, which I, I like, um, you know, got us in this place. And at the at, back at the time, you know, I was for them cooperating. I still am. I still think, I still think the truth, uh, works. And so they got out in front of it, got rid of the, got rid of all those dead, that dead wood. And there were a lot of people that said, and I get it. There were a lot of people that said, why, why don't you shut your mouth and they're a toothless tiger right now. Uh-huh. And it appears, it appears they are. You know, I don't know what Will Wade is fired, but I don't know what LSU's got going on. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Auburn, uh-huh. you know, all, all the other places in basketball, Kansas. But something did happen here. And this all, in my opinion, revolves around politics. Uh, the NCAA can say what they want, but Greg Sankey runs college football um, right there at the same table with the major networks. So anything that the NCAA has cooking is going through um, Greg Sankey's memo box. Let's just say that. If he wanted Tennessee scot-free, I truly believe he could call up and say, hey, this is what – I mean, Greg Sankey's – the reason all of this – Stuff is going on with conference expansion. Greg Sankey's uh, going through, whether he says it or not, the 12-team playoff. Uh, Greg Sankey's responsible for all these billion-dollar contracts with TV. So let's not hide the fact that he's there. Plus, also, lately you've heard Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and some others come out and pop off about Tennessee uh, in their gimmick offense, You know, cutting down Hendon Hooker in recruiting, et cetera. So I think this all boils down to, one, the remarkable job that Josh Heupel and his staff have done. They've made this transition look easy. They've taken 10 years of absolute buffoonery and made it look easy. Likely they will have up to three first-round draft picks, four in the top 60. And if you take a look at all four of those people, that are going to go high. They were absolutely irrelevant on the NFL radar. Darnell Wright being a five-star, he was fat. He was somewhat bought in. Still had the athletic ability. Hyatt, Tillman, and Hooker are all Josh Heupel creations. And so you're coming off as an absolute spanking of the golden child that is Dabo Sweeney. So much so that he's talking about copying this offense. You beat Nick Saban. Lost to Kirby Smart there. They, they got it going on, no question. Take down LSU there. And then, obviously, potentially have a number one quarterback that was a reclamation. Then you get 
the number one player in the country in recruiting, a landmark NIL deal, and you've got a monster that's awoken. So I think if Tennessee was straddled with back-to-back losing seasons, we're irrelevant right now. We're struggling in recruiting. We're not uh, taking. We're not becoming nuisances to the recruiting departments at the big schools. I think we would skate through this. But I think some people are chirpy. They don't like Tennessee coming back. Uh, and so I think you have that with Danny White. I know I'm wordy, but with Danny White, uh, nothing has. And I was wrong at first about him. I didn't care for some of the things, but he's done a remarkable job, in my opinion, uh, looking back on the things that he's done so far. However, with NIL before that, uh, with some other things, I do not believe Danny White's the one to stick his neck above the fray and face the chopping block. He he seems to be an ultra-political guy, has higher aspirations. So I would disagree with that notion. Uh, but um, I think this is all about the success of Josh Heupel. Now, if I were Tennessee, and of course I don't run things, um, if you have a one-bull ban and that is unavoidable, I take it this year. And I'll tell you why. All the eggs are in the basket right now. You have your players coming in. They're signed, sealed, delivered. Seniors could leave, but why would they? You can you can nil them, like you said. Uh, you're not. It's not going to affect any kind of recruiting class. And you can market it in a way where it's an us against them, and just go pound the hell out of people. Plus, the big twelve team playoff doesn't start this year. So if it, if that's an if that's a non-starter and non-negotiable. Take it this year. Keep your scholarships. Just absolutely waylay people this year, us versus them, and then just go about your business and get it over with. That may not be a popular decision. I get it, but that's what I would do. Tron, I think that's a fantastic, phenomenal, well-thought-out take that you have. The concept... When you've seen us, Sean, ascend like we did last year, and, and obviously, you know, Tennessee was in a wonderful position to get to a playoff, and they didn't get there. And so those of you that want to say, well, they fell short, okay, they fell short. It's, it's your world, and I'm living in it. You, you never expected, no one listening to the sound of my voice, and probably nobody over there, expected that on the first day of the playoff reveal, Tennessee's name would be at the top number one in America, like Nobody expected that. You say, well, that's proc schedule, and you haven't played Georgia yet, and all that's, you know, okay, fine. But at la- we were debating last year, okay, on the air, and I was with a straight face saying, would you take, if I offered you a three-in-one start in the month of September, would you take it? And the answer for most people was, yes, I would take that. You would split the two big games. At that time point, it was Pittsburgh and Florida, and you would take the split and take it to the house. And no, 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 no. Tennessee started, went through the first couple months, including a win over Alabama unbeaten, at which point this program emerged on the national map. I don't think it's far-fetched to think that if Hendon Hooker didn't get hurt late in the year. Tennessee probably is sitting there with a Heisman Trophy winner and a Blitnikoff Award winner. 
first time in school history for both. I think that's probably what you would have seen. So they went from the back burner to the front burner in a hurry. And to your point, Sean, made it look so easy that it's kind of scary how easy that looked. Because truly, they, they didn't have the roster... <laughs> They didn't have the roster commensurate with what they were accomplishing. Holes all over the place. Which is really, I mean, I, I, don't know that, I don't know that we really appreciate what they did last season, Sean. It kind of went by so quickly. And then you get on to other things. But they truly took something that was completely dormant and brought it back to life like almost overnight. It's insane how easy they made that look. And so you're you're with me. You think part of this is we've got to make this a little painful for them. They made this look way too easy. Because the NCA is a political body, after all. They are. You can call them a governing body. My my and this is not this isn't even opinion. This is fact. Down through the years, they've chosen who the winners are and who the losers are. They've chosen the wheat and the chaff, and they are the separator. They are the divider. They are the arbiter on which is which. It's the way it works. And again, North Carolina basketball, the ultimate of blue blood, blue blood, sacred cows, was running a fake, fake major, just like Jim Herrick and his son got hammered for Georgia basketball, the exact same thing. A fake major. And guess what? The NCAA decided that one was worthy of getting absolutely hammered and one was worthy of punishing the women's basketball program. Those are facts. And and you can say to me, well, Tony, it's a different NCAA now. They don't do things the way they once did them. I'm going to tell you something. When you go up there, it's kind of like Marcos Garza has said on here in the past. When you walk into a court of law, anything can happen. When you walk into their court of law, anything can happen. So when you walk into their court of law and I make the calls I've made, and again, I was caught totally flat-footed by Ross's deal yesterday when I was on the air. So I'm trying to respond to it in real time. Tony, Tony B., do you think this thing is serious? I don't not think it's serious. I don't not think it's serious. So if that answers your question, I don't know that it's serious, serious, but I don't not think it's serious. Go ahead, Sean. Well, uh, if we're prosecuting the case, as we suggest, I, I submit for your consideration. Hugh Freeze. Yep. Hooked down Alabama twice in a row. That guy has absolutely been in purgatory. Why? Laramie Tunsil of the gas mask pot fame just became the number one paid tackle in the NFL. Some other guys. Why would those guys go to Ole Miss when they could have gone to Alabama at the time, et cetera? So he's been in purgatory for how many years now? Now, the the juicy, delicious part of this is now he's the head coach at Auburn. That's, to me, fantastic. But 
certainly Ole Miss had to reach into the Lane Kiffin pot just to become relevant, and he's a he's a, another dynamic coach. Another thing I would suggest is that Texas A&M, out of nowhere, becomes the darling of the NIL and has the greatest, absolute greatest recruiting class known to college football. And what does Nick Saban do? Nick Saban gets up and cries about it. And the national media, Sankey, et cetera, basically slaps down Jimbo Fisher. You haven't heard a peep from him. Now, it, it doesn't help that he got smoked last year, but you haven't heard a peep from him, and their recruiting has been nowhere close, even though they have the same money they have had. So I don't know the inner workings, but I suggest that this is pure politics. And the beauty of it is, is that the main people that are crying, you don't hear Jim Harbaugh crying. You don't hear some other people. You hear Southeastern Conference schools crying. And the, and, and the thing is that those are historically some of the best cheaters that college football's ever seen. So, yeah, if people don't, know, it, it, well, it, Sean, to your point, if people think that Alabama, after they got slapped, Sean, way back in the day, when they got sloppy cheating and got caught, and, and the NCAA really hammered them, if people think that they're clean, pure, and lily white right now, or were before the NIL era, are, I mean, are you kidding, Sean? Where do you think Pruitt learned a bunch of that stuff? Now, come on. Come well, here's on another one. Brew McCoy, who's had, who had an in, another, that's another reclamation project that's going well. Brew McCoy tries to transfer to Tennessee in an age where everybody and their brother can transfer multiple times with no one winking. He sits out at least a game, maybe two, I don't know. And you have... Uh, you have just a new signee at Alabama who's caught with firearms, a trash bag full of weed, and cash that would make the old school Texaco gas guy blush. And he's basically what? He, he can't have dessert. Get, let, let's get real. <laughs> let, let, let's get let's get real. Has he been suspended by the commissioner, it. Sean? Has he Georgia. been suspended by the commissioner? No, I haven't heard anything. Word. No, and then Georgia, Georgia gets up. You got and Alabama oh, too. You got awful. both. You got car crashes. Awful. You got guns. Awful. You got all this stuff going on. Of course, that you know looks right out of a cartel. Mm-hmm. And there's not a peep coming out of Birmingham. Not a peep. So, look, you can't fight the machine. Uh, the machine is there. So at this point in time, I'd like to know what I'd like to know what the value is of these specialty NCAA attorney offices. Oh. How much? Oh. Remember when? Remember when there was a running almost like the national debt every week? Brent Hubs at all would would talk about how much we spent on. Oh, no, that's not a crack. Well, I wonder what. The, was, no, no, no. I wonder what that number is that Tennessee spent to this point, Sean, because they're going to go up there with an army of attorneys. And to one point, yeah. it was like a million bucks, I think, at one point, wasn't it? When, when they ran up. Oh, and it was, I, think, I think it was far north of a yeah. million dollars. So you're north of seven figures. I mean, this thing is uh, this pretty wild. Stay right there, Sink. We come back. The guy who broke the story is going to appear on the show of record. Russ Dellinger, he is... Um, 
of SI. He joins as we continue right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Q Lawyers, Guns, and Money, as we welcome you back. But uh, I'm not going to play it because time's too tight to fight here. Ross Dellinger joins SINow.com. And, Ross, I was telling you off the air, I, I'm a, I'm a long-time admirer of your work. And I was saying in my blog today uh, – for folks that you are a voice to follow uh, on this story, and con- and congrats on breaking the story yesterday. And I just want to start here. Um, how worried or concerned should Tennessee fans be about the news that you broke yesterday? Put it in perspective for us. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate the compliments. Thanks for for having me on. Um, I, uh, you know, I think that any case that goes to a hearing and is not uh, resolved in a negotiated resolution, there's probably a little trepidation uh, that you should have if you're a fan of that school because oftentimes that means the penalties suggested by the NCAA Committee on Infractions are pretty severe or at least severe enough that the school is fighting them, um, which could could mean, you know, more scholarship reductions, more, you know, postseason probation stuff, uh, longer probation, um, recruiting, doc recruiting day, more doc recruiting sanctions and stuff like that. So they're probably, yeah, if you're, if you're a Vols fan and, um, you're going to follow in this and, and learn that it's going to a hearing now, I'd, I'd, I'd be a little concerned because if your school believes that the, that they, 
are going to go to a hearing and not resolve this, if they believe they couldn't resolve it, you know, with the NCAA, then then they're probably some somewhat, you know, um, I don't want to say severe because I don't know exactly what they are, what the NCAA is suggesting, but they're penalties that certainly the school agrees with or disagrees with. So just a matter of perspective, I've been around here 30-ish years, no people, contacts, the whole thing. Internally, Tennessee was spinning. Hey, the NCA, we brought him in from the very beginning on this deal. We brought him in ground floor. We didn't hide anything. We penned, uh, we cleaned out the pen, so to speak. Um, we showed all our cards. We showed them everything. And we suggested penalties 18 or so months ago. We walked into the first season hamstrung scholarship wise. We're probably going to walk away here. We're probably going to walk away, and this is not what's occurred here. This has not turned out the way that Danny White and them thought it was going to. Is that your read on this as well from where you are? It is. Uh, it is. And, and even when you read the notice of allegations, uh, and I'll, I'll say there, there are kind of like two parties here when it comes to NCAA enforcement. There is the one party, which is the uh, enforcement arm, uh, which is kind of like uh, the police uh, in your town. And then the other arm of this is the Committee on Infractions, which are kind of like the judges in your town. Often, these two parties actually don't agree, and it's, beha- it's, it's becoming, to ha- it's happening more and more. So you saw the enforcement release the notice of allegations, and they lauded Tennessee's um, cooperation in their uh, quick decisions uh, to, as you said, right, clean out the pen a little mm-hmm. bit and fire everybody that was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, I think they used the words exemplary cooperation or, 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 or this, they, they, Tennessee was a kind of a shining light of an example of how to handle uh, an investigation. They, they, the school did their own investigation. They kind of cleaned house. They docked themselves quite a bit of, you know, scholarships, I think 12 scholarships, other recruiting stuff, uh, sanctions. And so you kind of thought that, you know, the Committee on Infractions would see that with the enforcement on put out and, and yeah, would probably resolve this matter with very few additional penalties. But obviously that is not the case. And, and obviously the Committee on Infraction, the judges, uh, have weighed in on this and uh, have wanted some stiffer penalties. And I'll say real quick, the Miami case that, that recently dropped about a month ago or so mm-hmm. involving women's basketball players in John Ruiz. If you recall, the, uh, the enforcement arm made one decision, uh, not, not to, uh, not to penalize or disassociate the booster involved in that. And you actually saw in the ruling that the committee on infractions was members of the committee on infractions were upset about that. So these two parties don't always align, and that could be something happening here as well. Really interesting stuff. Ross Dellinger joining us, SI Now. He broke the story yesterday, and uh, we're trying to uh, – and what I'm trying to figure out here, Ross, and you mentioned this earlier, postseason ban. We've been led to believe this is a new NCA. We're not going to do that anymore. Are we 100% sure of that? How concerned should we be? that it's possible that they come back to Tennessee and say, hey, we, we're going to knock you out of postseason play for a year. Is that possible? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're right. We have been led to believe that the NCAA is uh, kind of changing its uh, its sanctions, where it's doing more uh, penalties for you know financial penalties against the school, doing more, focusing more on penalties for the coaches involved, in less on impacting the actual athletes with eligibility, with things like postseason ban, which obviously impacts athletes. Uh, and so we have been led to believe that, that that's starting to change. Um, but, you know, the fact that this is going to a hearing would tell you there's some pretty stiff penalties that the NCAA is throwing out there. And, and sure, there, it, it might, there might be a postseason ban situation. Uh, and, and I don't know what... You know, I don't know what's happening because over the last year or so, we, we've been led in, in, to believe in a lot of what the NCAA has come out and said, that they're not going to punish athletes as much anymore. And, and certainly a postseason ban would be a pretty stiff punishment for, for athletes, uh, as would any eligibility, athlete any eligibility. Um, so, I, I, you know, that might be, uh, yeah, I think you, you might be on to something there. And then the concern from a Tennessee perspective is if that happens, how many guys transfer off your roster? Uh, because the, from the NCAA's perspective, they can make the case, well, look, we're not holding anybody to any roster now. So guys that want to pursue that and, and want to go play in a bowl game are free to move about the cabin, so to speak, which I think is easier said than done. But the whole thing is just so murky and so nebulous. Do you think from your perspective, people you've talked to, did it's obvious Tennessee did not self-impose enough penalties, or they didn't do enough, right? So Tennessee probably misjudged that. Is that, or is that too harsh on my on my end to come to that conclusion, Ross? Well, it just it depends on it's a kind of subjective, right? It it, it uh, it's an opinion. Um, you know, I, I Tennessee probably thought. You know, they did do enough. Um, obviously, the Committee on Infractions doesn't believe they did do enough because if they did, they would have resolved this matter in negotiated resolution. So uh, clearly, uh, the Committee on Infractions doesn't believe Tennessee docked itself enough and, and, and were, were hurt by this uh, by these penalties enough. So um, that's, that's what I would, yeah, that's what I draw from from the hearing, you know, one thing I've gotten a lot of questions about since that story ran yesterday is like, what happens at a hearing? Sure. How does this work? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think, you know, and I don't really know, I've never been to one, but uh, just from what I understand, you know, it is somewhat similar to a court case, you know, each party, which it's going to be odd because <laughs> university officials are supposed to be there. Yep. Um, Jeremy Pruitt is supposed to be there. And Eric Ansley, his former defensive coordinator is supposed to be there. So they'll, They'll all be there. They'll all give their side of the story. Enforcement will present its case, and members of the Committee on Infractions will hear it, and then they'll rule in the the weeks after. And I don't know what Tennessee or any of the coaches can say there that they haven't already said during six, eight months of negotiation. So usually Mm. I've been led to believe that, you know, the hearing goes much like the the negotiations go, right? Uh I don't know what minds can be changed, but that'll be interesting to see. Ross Dellinger, one final thought for you on the way out is Ross appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline online, tldlogistics.com. 
Tennessee failed to, in my opinion, uh, fire former athletic director Philip Fulmer. They basically gave him a buyout and a kiss on the way out and sat him at a press conference and, you know, told him essentially he was absolved, but he was removed from his job, but he was paid. Um, is that a mistake in, in light of this? Hmm. That's a great question. And uh, I, uh, I mentioned in that story uh, yesterday that obviously all this happened under the umbrella of um, Philip Fulmer's leadership. And uh, he hired the coach and everything. And um, I, I, I think that, uh, that the way Tennessee handled Philip Fulmer, um, I, don't, I don't know for sure, you know, if that impacted this situation with the NCAA, but it is an interesting question to pose uh, because it did happen under his leadership. And the NCAA really takes a hard look at uh, the responsibility uh, of administrators and athletic directors and what they knew and what they didn't, right, during the time of of violations. And um, But one thing I will say, in the notice of allegations, you know, Tennessee wasn't hit with the lack of institutional control, you'll remember, um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the failure to monitor, though, right, which is the other piece of that. They did, right. They got and the, the monitor side monitor. is an athletic director, right? Isn't that kind that's, of his – yeah. That's right. That's right. So he it was, it was failure to monitor from an administration level. I, but I don't, I don't know how much that, you know, their handling of Philip uh, really, really matters or impacts, but certainly his, his you know, his knowledge of things – um, you know, doesn't doesn't help. Uh, but they made the change, you know, and yeah. have Danny White there and, and a whole new administration, not just a whole new coaching staff, but a whole new administration. And usually the NCAA, um, you know, sees that and uh, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a that's a positive thing. Um, and that's why, you know, given the circumstances, all this is a little surprising um, that they are moving to a hearing. Uh, and, you know, things are, I don't think they're contentious is, is uh, maybe a strong word, but it's, it's grown, it's grown, I think, uh, difficult uh, the last few months in the negotiations from what I understand, and not just between university and NCAA, but between the two other parties, the, both coaches in the NCAA. Wow. Ross Dellinger, thank you so much. I know you've got another window. You've got to get to something. But uh, if folks want to read your work, interact with you and all that stuff, how do they do so? And thank you, brother. Yeah, sure. Uh, happy to join. You can go to si.com or, or follow me on social media at Ross Dellinger. Keep rolling, man. You're, uh, you're you're out there kicking it. And thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Thanks. Yep. Ross Dellinger, one more time. Sean Sinclair, what did you think of that? Um, after hearing uh, Ross present what he presented, should we be concerned? Well, I would guess so. Uh, however, let, let's keep everything in perspective. One thing you know that one, if you're going in front of the uh, infractions of committee, you kid cannot resolve this. Then one, it goes without saying that Jeremy fired Pruitt was, and the other people were fired for cause. So he, he his whole argument is null and void now. Look, we're going in front of the. It, it, there's nothing public. There's nothing PR wise. There's nothing, anything that can save Jeremy Pruitt and his buyout. That's done. Because you now, because of his actions and his cronies, you're going in front of the NCAA, and you couldn't work it out 
because obviously there's penalties that you don't agree on. So that's done. Second of all, either Ansley doesn't cooperate and he stays in the NFL. Well, look, Pruitt, Pruitt reached his level as a defensive coordinator that has elite talent around him and elite program to sell. Jeremy Pruitt in any other fishbowl except for Alabama or Georgia at the time is okay. He's actually, he didn't recruit here. He didn't obviously coach here. He was a horrific DB coach, a defensive coordinator slash play caller Vandy. He was a miserable failure. And by all, by, and then if you look at his track record at Georgia with uh, Pollock and David Green and those guys talking about him, you know, it's questionable how, what, what much of a character guy is. So if he wants to have any kind of career later, other than high school Brian Niedemeyer style, he's going to have to cooperate, because or he's or he's done. So that's that. Another thing is, if 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 the NCAA is going to get their pound of flesh, then they're going to get their pound of flesh, and there's not much you can keep appealing and appealing and appealing. Uh, and if you don't have the commissioner's grace on this or mm. influence, which mm. I don't think you do. Again, everyone everyone talks about, well, it doesn't matter that it's in Birmingham. Of course it matters it's in Birmingham. All those officials live in Birmingham. Yeah. You think they want their kids to go to school and have, you know, threats to them? You think they want their, their wives to walk around? Sean, who do, you, who, do you, who do you shop with? Who do you worship with when you're the commissioner? Exactly. Who, who do you hang out exactly. with? Who do you play cards exactly. with? I mean, come on, give me a break. Absolutely. Of course it matters it's in Birmingham. It's it always mattered that it's in Birmingham. Get your head out of Absolutely. your rectum if you don't think it matters. You're exactly right, Sean. Well, it would matter. It would matter the same thing if it was in Gainesville. It would matter the same thing if it was in so Knoxville. Knoxville. Or not. That's right. That's right. That's the that's the way it goes. Let's give them so, free rent. Let's instead of one dollar right. rent. We always heard down through the years it was one dollar. Let's give them free rent. In fact, let's pay them a million dollars to come up here and put the office here, so we can get away with murder, murder. Yeah. So, so, so as far as should you be concerned or pan- concerned? Okay, fine, because you just don't know. But panic, no. In a, a, for a couple of reasons. One is that Josh Heupel, to his credit, has created such a culture up here for these kids that one game is not going to affect a bunch. It's just going to be noise. Okay, what? We know that the bowl games don't matter. They don't matter anymore. Everyone says that. They're, they're, they're barely 50% populated in the stands. The ratings are extremely low right now, so it doesn't matter in this 14 playoff era. Two, your best players don't even play in the bowl games anymore. They opt out for the draft. So that, it's not going to affect them. They want to put up numbers. Okay? The only thing it really affects, like I said before, it's not going to affect your next class. And chances are the kids here, the only thing it's going to really do is create a backdraft of, of, of colleges, the Colorados with Dion. Uh, Alabama trying to come in and poach your kids. Well, you know what? It's one game. It is absolutely one game. And anything, the where the real punishment comes, it's not because of the kids don't get their bowl money. That's easily made up or surpassed with NIL money. You could, you know, it used to be before that kids would would uh, would go through their fall semester on credit cards and use the bowl money to pay that off with bowl gifts. So that any and all of that is made up for NIL, and you have a perfect thing. 
Kid doesn't get a TV at the Cotton Bowl. Great. Buy him a TV. It's legal now. No big deal. Where it really comes into play is yep. those 15 practices that you don't. It's not signing day. Signing days before bowl practice. Yep. So it doesn't matter. It's those 15 days that you don't, one, get to develop kids more, which is important. Yep. And two, be, or 10 or 15, because it's basically another spring practice. And two, you don't get to showcase your program to the recruits that come in and visit. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just a hiccup because Josh Heupel absolutely has this thing going in a direction where the kids that are here and have seen the difference want to stay here, and the kids that want to be is it gonna? Are you gonna? Could it affect a kid in Los Angeles, Oregon, uh, you know, Texas? Maybe, but it's one, and who knows if that kid's going to be any good when it, when he shows up? Well, so, Sean and, and Danny White. Yes. Danny White does have. Us against the world experience. I'll remind people of the year, yeah. and it seems like a million years ago, but when Scott Frost was an up-and-coming rising star and they had an undefeated season, Danny White went out and minted championship rings for those guys. They had were number one shirts for everybody when they were not acknowledged and invited to the party, uh, which I agreed with at the time. I mean, well, that's a, we You know what? That's a fantastic but that's exactly right what you're here. talking about here, Sean. That's what you're talking about. If they tell yep. your band, you say it's us against the world, and we're playing for our world championship. And by the way, we're winning it at the end of the year, no matter what our record is. Yeah. You want to persecute us? Yeah. We're going to get our fan base yeah. on board, and it's us against the world. And, and I'll tell you this. If you want to really get to the nuts and bolts of it, I think I could make an argument that I'll take a bolt because, again, most schools, unless you go to the playoff, most schools are going to um, just barely make, make even on their bowl money. You still, unless they take it away, and I think that's a SEC thing. I don't think they would do that. You get a share in the bowl revenue anyway. If you go to a bowl game, you got to have so many tickets. You got to take a traveling party. You got to put them up in a four or five star hotel. You gotta, you know, you gotta uh, rent, I guess, a, a school to play at, all that stuff. So, it's mon- It's not a fine either because your patrons, Haslam's, etc., can stroke that check. It's, it's. I, I would, I think I can make an argument that I would take a bowl ban because I don't, I don't think we're going to be in the playoff this year. Respectfully, I, I just think we're a year or two away, uh, especially in a four-year thing, but. I do think that I'd rather have those scholarships. So if you had one or the other, I think I could make a pretty compelling argument that I'd take the bull band and move on. Boy, Sean, I'm telling you, that's explosive. 865-200. It's very thought-provoking, though. 865-200-5402. And as you presented that earlier, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, no, wait a second, wait a second. That's against the world. And, And I just pulled that out of my the recesses of my mind, which is Danny White was on the scene the last time, uh, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's not exactly apples and oranges. It's uh, it's it's in the same area code. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Folks are reacting to this. Ross Dellinger uh, joined us, the man that broke the story yesterday with SI.com, who was, I thought, very thought-provoking, and I thought pretty forthcoming today with us. Hello, and welcome in to our first call. Hey, Tony, it's Holly. Hey, Holly, welcome in. Thanks for having the, the rest in. I thought that he really explained things well. I don't have any comments. I have some questions because right. I am nervous 
just because you never know. And we know what the NCAA is. But here are a couple of questions I have that maybe you guys can discuss or explain to us. And maybe they're not important. I don't know. Anyway, um, could this be one of NCAA's final hurrahs to flex their muscle for the final pre-NIL era things that people did to pay students? And then the second thing is it's evident that Pruitt and UT are not in love with each other and not really a team going into this hearing. So could Pruitt's attorneys uh, intimate that UT did other things and uh, he was just the king scapegoat and everything? Or is it to his advantage to be in solidarity, solid, in solid, solidarity with UT and be a strange bedfellow with UT uh, against the NCAA to get this behind him as well to get a job in the future in college football. And then the third question I have is, lastly, you know, his wife, Pruitt's wife, right. uh, was a, I don't know how big a part of it she was, but she certainly had a role in some of the infractions. And is that issue big enough that Pruitt, would do anything to protect his wife because we know um, alpha dogs do that all the time. And I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I think you're three. Let's go through them one at a time, and and, yeah. and we'll keep you here, okay? Because I like I like dialogue um, more than monologue, so to speak, even though it doesn't appear that way at times. Holly, I, I find you to be insightful and intelligent, and I think your questions are, are excellent. Um the first one uh, was regarding uh, what the the severity of this, right? Was that your first question? Uh, for the yeah, NCAA to flex their muscles. Yes. On. Okay. So so here's what you have going on. If you look at their world, okay, they are they've been neutered by the courts. This happened under their previous rules, previous time. The answer in a, in, a, in, a, in a quick way is absolutely this is an opportunity for them to flex their muscles. And, and one thing that Sean said that I think bears repeating is if Greg Sankey, and I'm going to use the term hedge of protection, if Greg Sankey in a political sense wanted to put the hedge of protection, because this happens in the federal government all the time when somebody's investigating someone else at a federal level, and somebody in a higher office says, hey, I, you leave these people alone, they get left alone. So the hedge of protection, obviously, is not around the vols right now, or we wouldn't be in this spot. So I think Sean's right. So that kind of scares me, not knowing all, all the – again, I'm not trying to be chicken little here. Uh, the second piece – well, let's, let me go to your last piece about the hypo and his wife and all that stuff – or um, uh, Pruitt and his wife and all that stuff. I think the Pruitt thing, as it relates to Tennessee in this deal, is a red herring. I, I don't think that his case has anything to do with Tennessee unless he walks in there and just decides to detonate the whole deal and starts naming boosters' names and starts naming names and starts saying, hey, and by the way, they were doing it before I got there. Now, if he does that, We'll have a whole different kettle of fish. But if he does that, Holly, he'll never work again. People, uh, snit, uh, uh, what do they say? Snitches get stitches. 
guys that talk in their profession, Holly, don't work again. And I think Jeremy Pruitt, Sean, at the end of the day, I think that's a guy that wants to work again, Sean. So I think he's going to swallow it. What do you think, Sean, on Pruitt? Well, <clears throat> could be. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know. He strikes me as someone that's not bright enough to know that. Interesting. Um, so, but here's where I think you should look. The fix is definitely in if you see Tennessee get additional things and Jeremy Pruitt's show cause is with time served. And then he is free to go. Oh, that take a look. Oh. Alabama's defense, is, with all those five stars, has been nothing since Pruitt left. It's not like it used to be. And, and I'm not saying he's a genius. It just coinc- it coincides with his presence there. But if Tennessee gets hit and then the clock has already been yep. running yep. for Jeremy Pruitt and he gets hired, without a doubt, 100%, you know the fix is in. And I don't see how it could be defended. Holly, your second point was? Um, let's see. I wrote it down here. The, um, but he, it's kind of in keeping with that, that if, would he and his attorneys, speaking of Pruitt, yeah. um, intimate that he was uh, the ultimate scapegoat and then go nuclear, like you said. Yeah. And, I just um, don't think so. I, and, I, you know, I was talking to somebody about him that knows his relationship with former because that's a concern of mine does former get dragged into this and thus tennessee is guilty you know by association in the middle of all this stuff because former really wanted to be a football coach and not the athletic director and he was grading film i mean i'm not trying to cast aspersions on the guy but athletic directors holly when they're running multi-million dollar companies quarter billion dollar companies don't sit around and grade offensive line film that's generally not one of their response or go on the practice field and work with the offensive line. So obviously, Fulmer wanted to be the head football coach again, and that's fine. That's in his blood, and that's all well and good. But I just, I think their relationship was so good. I think, and I was told this this morning by somebody that would know, Pruitt sees Fulmer as a guy that gave him an opportunity, and I think there's a sense of loyalty there. So I think, I could be wrong, I think he's not going to go that route. So, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Always good talking to you. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony Basilio's show on a Wednesday. We're talking about this NCA stuff because it's on the front burner. Hello and welcome in. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Tony Stacy. Hey, uh, back to Sean's bowl band potential. Yeah. Doesn't the university have to all shares of the bowl, bowl, bowl money for the year from the league? Yes, but here's the thing. There are so many slots within the league. That what would they really be losing? But you're right. Yes. I mean, you could be looking at a million dollar, say, say a million dollar fine from the NCAA versus fifteen million dollars loss of red bull revenue. Just two round numbers. I would fight for that fourteen million. Would you? Well, Sean's point is though, if you give him a choice, yeah, between, point, yeah. if you give him a choice between thirty scholarships and a one year bowl ban, and getting the damn thing over with. Let's get the thing over with. That was and Sean. I'm not going to speak for you. Isn't that what you're saying, Sean? To me, yes. The way, unless it's changed, my understanding was the way the bowl money works is the bowl money is put into a uh, pool, all the teams there, and you get a share of that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you played in a, uh, if you played in a different bowl, uh, or if you let's say Vanderbilt doesn't play in a bowl, they get a share. 
of the combined bull money. Then there is extra shares given for teams that actually play in the bull based and you know around the number given. The assumption is because this was pre-playoff that teams in the uh, teams in the playoff get extra money, but you don't get Alabama doesn't get fifteen million and then a share. No, they get they get a bigger piece of the pie because they contributed bigger. But I don't believe it's to that extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right, Sean. Well, I, I, it was just two numbers I threw out. No, you're fine. So, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it is a substantial penalty. Plus, you have all the nonsense on the freaking recruiting trail. But uh, Brent Hubbs made a point here today on, on his idiot quest over there. Uh, the university is more likely to sue with Sankey's backing if they hit him hard. He insinuated that they had Sankey's backing to sue him. If they do that, that's the, that's the, beginning of the, the final beginning of the end for the NCAA. If they drag their ass into court, they, if somebody loses court cases, they don't have to do best. Oh, they know, they know exactly. Yeah, that's right. And, and I appreciate the call. Thank you. That's why this thing's really interesting, and, and, and I thank you for the call. Ross Ellinger basically said this thing's contentious behind the scenes. It kind of didn't have to be. Uh, we are at a really, really interesting spot here, and I take a brief time out. I think this thing... I think this thing's a little more serious than I thought it was yesterday. I'll be completely honest with you. But I was caught flat-footed yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you. I was caught flat-footed. More as we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony Basilio back with you on a Wednesday into Hour 2 as we welcome you and yours back. Uh, I do want to say that uh, the Ross Dellinger piece we're going to break out later on and uh, share with others because it's really, really interesting Sean, I want to ask you and ask the listener, I ask Brian Hartman as well, because none of us really know, right, on this thing. After hearing him talk, I think he knows. I think he knows more than he's letting on. People with his information aren't going to tell you everything they know. I just think he knows. Do you, Sean, think this thing is more serious than we thought it was even maybe an hour ago before we talked to him or is it about where you thought it was well, i think you, you you take a look at um the penalties involved well you're not getting the death penalty okay no one on staff was involved uh players etc so it's not going to be a it's not going to be a uh ineligible player situation etc yep uh, we've seen that uh vacated wins and losses that's not really in play because and it means nothing but you know all the players involved kind of transferred out uh, i don't know about darnell Wright. he's here he was a five star mm, you know this you know i'm not casting aspersions here but his why would his recruitment be any different um i don't know uh, maybe the other people were thrown at you know shoved aside out of the nest and uh, he wasn't or there was i think brent hubbs or somebody, yeah, I think Hubs yesterday, or one of his uh, colleagues, he said that all of the the or alluded to that the players would have been. I hope I get this right, Brent. The players would have been allowed to stay, but they would have had to make restitution, mm. and then they moved on. That's the first time I've heard that, and, and 
and that was in a chat, I believe. So give him That's credit uh, for for that stuff. So yeah. nonetheless, so you take a look at that. So you're not getting the death penalty. Uh, no one of consequences is getting fired or should be fired. They didn't do anything. Uh, it's not a money situation. It's not a scholarship ship situation because that could be well it's split in the middle. You know, you could you could negotiate those down. It's it's not a um, any kind of financial penalty could have been absorbed by boosters. So that's not really in play. The only thing that's really in play is a postseason ban. And it appears that uh, the NCA is going to, you know, stick their, stick their, you know, put their foot down and say this is the way it's going to be. And if they if they control, if they control what happens, then okay, let's go as far as we can. Let's keep negotiating. And then if that's the end, then you accept it, put a smile on it, and then and then move forward. But I don't th- I don't see another. What other things could affect Tennessee? I agree with that. I just don't see that. I mean, every all I the principles are gone. And and you know, here's the thing about Coach Fulmer. Again, I like Coach. Um, you know, obviously, his record as an AD is not going to be one of Hall of Fame quality like his coaching career. But why didn't you? Why didn't they throw Coach out? Well, you know, he does mean something around here, but also. You know, he represents a pretty good chunk of old money that comes through here, whether it's Mr. Thornton, whether it's some other big players, former teammates, what have you, that still find him to be, you know, a nice pal. And so, you know, you you toss him around. He's still there. He's still a glad hander. Uh, He, Again, I like him. Uh, um, He means a lot to me. Uh, That doesn't that doesn't absolve in my opinion, of his poor uh, record as an AD, et cetera. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think that the, I think the sticky point has to be a bull ban, right? Has to be. Second and, question. And I don't yeah. question, and I don't question before why did, if that was the case, because you're going to have your, you're going to have your uh, contrarian say, well, if we knew that, why didn't we take it in the first two years? That's right. Well, okay, fine. Say you did, but guess what? Everything that happened led up to and benefited us from beating Alabama, getting Nico, beating LSU, getting, getting Nico. Clemson, yes, beating, yeah, getting Nico and all those That's things. That's right. I have no. Why would why would Nico? I'm even seeing people. I heard yesterday someone, a media person, said they started talking about how Nico, you know, made, uh, was paid twelve million dollars. So now, not only is it a miss a misrepresentation of how the money is spread out, but now it's getting inflated, you know, by uh, neutral media. So, <laughs> you know, we got him. There's no reason for him to leave. Why is he getting, he still gets his money. Well, they can't take it away from, the, the NCAA can't say, you can't do that anymore. That's a, that's against the law. Yeah, co- here's and the thing. he's going to be the starting quarterback well, here, next Here's year. the thing. Real. Here's the thing. If you, if you, if they, if they come and announce in three weeks, there's a postseason ban. Are some people going to leave your roster? I don't know. I mean, I would think opposing schools will try to pick some guys off, and maybe a few guys leave. Who knows? But it doesn't change the trajectory of where you're heading in the future, which was your point earlier, which I hadn't really considered. If you were to say, because I don't think this year, people don't want to hear this, I don't think it's a playoff team this year. I don't think it's ever going to be a playoff team. I don't think there's any chance for a playoff team. I mean, people would have said, well, Tony, you didn't think that last year. Okay, fine. 
I don't think Joe Milton's Hendon Hooker, no offense. Okay, I, I know I'm not allowed to say that out loud, but I'm just going to keep it real with you, and let's just keep it real. Okay, so from that perspective, that's where I'm going. And and by the way, I think you had some pretty uh, significant losses off your receiving core as well, although I do think there's some pretty good pieces who are returning. I do think you have significant losses on your offensive line, um, and your secondary is your secondary. So well, anyway, all that is to be is to be said here that i think this thing's pretty interesting today second question then we'll go to the phones because i want to get this in here we had tony vols on here yesterday and i had some people telling me that we were pretty rough on tony vols and we asked him hard questions and blah 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 hey listen it is our job it is what i do it is what we're going to do it is how we're going to do the show uh we're going to call it like we see it and I thought Tony was really interesting yesterday. Sean, give me your sense of where the baseball team is heading into this weekend, because I come out of their series with LSU rather bullish and hopeful for this squad. And when I say hopeful, I mean at the end of the season, I think these guys are going to be very good. It's starting to come together. What do you think, Sean? I agree with you on a couple of things. One that I said um, before the season started, that Tony created his own monster. And just the way they did with basketball, they will with Tony Vitello, and they will with Josh Heupel. You can never win enough with a lot of people. If you have five straight national championships, you suck if you don't win the sixth one. That's the way it goes. So, yes, I think Tony is a victim of his own success. Uh, this team is not as talented as they were last year in the field. That there's no disrespect to the kids out there. They're fine players, but they just aren't. We have some holes. However, in my opinion, the starting the starting uh, pitching staff will come around, and I think we have a dominant bullpen now. I think the kids were starting to settle in their routine, you know, roles. Uh, some kids, Griffin Merritt. Okay, it looks to me so far that the stage is too bright. So it's, that's not settled with him. Other kids like Dryling comes in. He looks like he's going to be a player. I was not, I was not a big, uh, a proponent of Hunter Inslee in center field. And all that kid does is prove me wrong. Good for him. Good for us. So, uh, I'm not a big, you know, we're going to take our lumps at catcher. Love all the kids. They just met, you're not Pavoloni. You're not, you know, whoever. We need a legit catcher. However, the stuff that we we could have, and I know this is crazy, we could have easily swept LSU. Bone boneheaded mistakes on the bases, and some defensive lapses. Now I don't know how you correct those. Maybe the players just aren't good enough to catch all the ball. I don't know. But we were in every single game. Uh, those first two, we were in those first two games and had a two-two. We get it to two-two, and then the wheels come off. Uh, burn, that's in the first game, Burns going crazy, and then it just, you know, not so much. So I think this, I think this team, uh, will not live up to the hype of last year, but it would not surprise me. If it wouldn't do. surprise me if this team makes it tough. They've got to tighten it up, but this team has a chance to, to get into a super regional. And then you never know. Couldn't agree I more. I believe that. Couldn't agree. I think this team could. I think this team could win the whole thing eventually. But to your point, 
a lot needs to be tightened up. And I, and one thing, if you want to go back and visit with Tony Steele, I asked Tony yesterday, I don't know how you restrain yourself when you watch these errors that continue, which obviously, and he took, takes responsibility for those errors, but I don't know how he doesn't snap out in the moment. I give him a lot of credit because I would go nuts. Let's get our next call in on a Wednesday. Dr. Sinclair's here. Hello, welcome in. Do I have to create an inbound for it? You don't. No, you don't. All right, so that person's not ready. Hello, and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Hello. Hey, uh, Tony. Uh, Yo. Sean, I, I, I've got a question for you concerning the NIL. Uh, looking at the basketball team, and, and for whatever reason, Rick Barnes seems to be a sweet, sweet 16 coach. Yep. So the NIL... Can they control how much money he gets to give to his players based on their return on investment? Uh, yes. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's just say okay. that we're giving $3 million a year, and they cut it back to a $1 million a year, and that would get us to the Sweet 16, right? That's a business decision. Then we can take that other money and spend it on football or baseball. Well, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little for instance, okay? And every collective around the country is different. Micah Shrewsbury just left Penn State, and he gave an interview, and he said funds available to us in our league was thirteen out of a fourteen-team league. It's one of the reasons why I bolted. And and he's a promising young coach. In terms of Rick Barnes, I, I believe that what the collective likes to see is a head coach get involved, bring his inner circle, his inner sphere into the fundraising uh, um, uh, type of apparatus. And, and I, <laughs> I don't believe Barnes has been tremendously involved in that. And, and I think if those guys could, and I'm not going to speak for them, but that's just my little understanding of that. I don't believe they're going to go to him in a punitive sense and say, you didn't accomplish enough. Therefore, we're cutting back the funds available to you. I have not heard that. But I do think at certain places there are more funds available because the thing, and Sean said this earlier, I think so much of what we hear in terms of the NIL space, I think so much of it's superficial and overblown. But I do think there's real money there to be made. Um, And so I I don't think they're going to, punish a guy though for a, for a down showing in a tournament no yeah I, I was like I, said, I was looking at it to say if, you know if, if a coach not just coach Barnes but if a coach went and said hey I, I need X amount of dollars for this five star and they said well we don't think that's good for your team could that come into play as far as the NIO you know, them giving them money. It's yeah, yeah. My sense is, my sense is, I don't think so. Now, could a heavy hitter say, "I don't want my money spent on basketball"? The answer is absolutely. Could a heavy hitter get frustrated and say, "Hey, as long as this guy's a coach, I don't want any of my money to go toward that"? Yes, that could happen. Has that well, happened? That's... Not to my knowledge. Would be the answer to that, and I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that that's been the case in the past. Though that you hear rumors of if the coach starts struggling, the donations don't come in as well. Right? With the that's big, correct. Big, big that, that's big, correct. Right? You know, that's so. right. Hey, back in the day, 
back in the day, and Sean knows this to be the case, back in the day, when a coach in any of these schools teeters on the edge and their recruiting goes to go, starts to go, why do you think the recruiting starts to go when a guy's teetering on the edge? Let's all think about that for a second. Be- oh, it is. Because they're not out there helping him like they did in his first couple of years. They get tired of him. That's reality. But I don't think in the NIL space, Sean, you wanted to add something. Go ahead. I don't think it's going to happen here with Rick Barnes. Go ahead, Sean. I think that, the you know, look, it's the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules, or he doesn't give the gold. So I think, you, I think you've seen that. I think we've seen one particular uh, supporter of the basketball team. You don't hear his name quite a, around it anymore. And I think he kind of got tired of, I think he got tired of, you know, five stars coming in and, and not really living up to what coaches projected them as. Um, so you get, uh, uh, so, you know, I could see that where they would say no. And then also, you know, it's, it's been said around there that, uh, uh, Rick Barnes has had a love and hate relationship with NIL, both politically and, uh, you know, Every once in a while, he has a come to Jesus meeting. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, that's we. You know, we got Julian Phillips from Al. You know, Auburn wanted him too, and they got his teammate. But if you remember, the word out of out of Auburn was they just didn't have enough money. That's right. For Julian, Phillips. they ran out of funds. So, that's right. Yeah. So, but you know, if you keep, I mean, we're talking about you know millionaires, billionaires, et cetera. So, but it's still their money, and and they make the rules. So. I could see, just like Tony says, now one thing about the NIL that I have been surprised with, mm-hmm. and I've been surprised because I think they have a number of, I think they can tell how many people, like private people, myself, uh, our little group of friends that we do, I think they can tell how many memberships are there, and I have been absolutely surprised at how low that number is. Like in the volunteer club, you're, the people over there, Clawson, James Clawson and those guys would know better, but Given that this is one of the most rabid fan bases, given that the point of entry in the volunteer club is exceptionally low, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hope I'm wrong in this, but the number I saw was less than 3,000 private people. That, to me, that seems just pathetic. No offense, yeah. because I'm talking about me too, but you would, have think, you would think that there would be more and more people that would jump on at even $5 a month, $10 a month. Yeah, it's really interesting. It is very is interesting. That's the only to me. collective. Is that the only collective that we have? We just they just have the one. Well, there are you know there are several out there as well, but yeah, that to 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 it's it's the uh, it's the uh, what's the word you'd like to say here? It's the it's the biggie. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. the official. The official. Not official. I mean, there are several, but it's yeah. the it's the main one. Yeah, what those guys have done, the Spire people. Here's how I would look at it. Rec- here's how I look at it. Recruiting, you know, it, everybody looks at Georgia and Alabama and is envious of, that, of their positions, mm-hmm. and I get that. However, you take a look at the quarterback we got, Jake Merklinger out of Savannah. Right, a fine, fine quarterback. I can't believe they got him. Frankly, he's a he's a top ten by any stretch kid that wants to come in here with nico mm-hmm. you know sitting right above him that's incredible but where the nil comes in for us is because georgia georgia has to slow play an excellent kid like that mm-hmm. because they're looking at the riola kid or Jaden davis or whoever so we're now in a position where we are a legitimate 
taking seconds from those. We're not, let's get real. We're not recruiting like Georgia. We don't have the in-state population, the quality and quantity, and we don't have the national perspective or the national perception like they do too, yeah. back to back. Yep. However, we can absolutely load up on those high four-star kids and, and you never know what's going to happen when they get here. So I would encourage, I have no affiliation. I pay, we pay once, you know, a monthly thing over there. It doesn't matter how much, I'm not going to say, but we pay over there. And I would encourage everybody just to, it, it doesn't benefit me, just do what you can. Pay a little bit in there. Get some investment going. Well, I, I'll tell you what I like about the NIL and I, uh, you know, I was in school down there same time you all were and the uh, big time athletes always had benefits. Yep. I think the NIL helps out the, the small guy that can go back to his hometown and do a football camp. I agree with that. I, I think that's the biggest yep. benefit of the NIL yep. is that you can give these guys, that is like Tony's son, right? I mean, you, he can come in and do a golf, uh, golf clinic. Yeah. L- you know, well, look, you know, and I appreciate your call, but thank you. That the, the, the I, I like it because it teaches kids about business. You know, it's one thing for me to hand you money. You're a talented player, I hand you money. I don't know what you learn from that. I guess you learn that your talent buys you money. But to a lot of these kids, you know, I hate to say this, but some have been passed along and trouble. You know, they've had to help with their work down through the years and talking about schoolwork and that sort of thing. I mean, that's, that, that is what it is. We know that. But to your point, sir... I like that it keeps these young people accountable, and it teaches them a sense about business. When you interface with a business person, and I've had a chance on here to do commercials with young people, uh, student athletes, and and they and it forces them out of their comfort zone. It also keeps them accountable because if you go out and get in trouble, I don't want my name associated with you. So now all of a sudden. Instead of me handing you a big wad of money, and then you're almost bulletproof, if I give it to you a little bit at a time or you get it through the means of marketing and you're tied to my product, my good, my service, you know, you're, my, you're my spokesperson. You've got to comport yourself a certain way. I like that an awful lot. Back to the phones. I wish it was more that than me handing you money, but... You know, we're always going to find ways around systems, but there's still a good bit of of young kids out there hustling um, and, uh, and and representing certain people. Let's go back to our phones to get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony B., did you just hung up on me a while ago? I did not hang up. You were talking to somebody else. Yeah, I was at, well, I'm at work. But, All right, but, go, do your thing, buddy. I know it's been a while, bro. It's yeah, you're, while. you're cool. Yeah, I, I this is Florida. You. This is a caller, Florida. For those uh, not yeah, familiar here, I appreciate you putting me on hold like that, bro. But let me tell you something. What if Jeremy Pruitt go out there and tell the truth? Truth, truth. The truth has has, has been going on for, have been missing for a long time. What's the truth? Yeah. Tell me what the truth yeah. is. See what see what the you think about, the truth is. The truth about what's been going on over there, bro. Now the nil is mm-hmm. now the nil is in. And, and, and you know what I mean, so the truth don't matter because it's NIL now. Everybody getting paid. But what if he just go up there and tell the truth about what's been happening for years since he's been over and, and, and the way 
you know, him and Phil Former handled things back in the day. I mean, it don't matter because the NIL is here. But, but the truth is missing, been missing for a long time. Go tell the truth. If he's going to tell the truth, he's still going to get a job. What's wrong with being honest? I mean, I remember honesty used to be the best, the best part of the thing, the whole thing. Honesty is the best policy. You, you know what, Florida? Tennessee, Brock. Well, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Florida, then, if you're going to tell the truth like that, then you are in the legal thing. You become a hostile witness. That's right. And if you're going to do that, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to shove a 15-yard pole up your rear end and start asking about the truth at Georgia and Alabama. That's right. Well, Sean, so what are you going to say? No comment. I plead the fifth. And Florida State. You become you become a witness with absolutely no credibility. That's right. And an axe to grind. You go out there and you just start firing. That's right, Florida. Come on now. So, so, so lying is the best policy now, Tony D. No, no lying. What what could be out there that that UT hasn't turned over? Because I got a fifteen foot pole shoved up my ass. I mean, I ain't supposed to tell the truth. Well, Florida. Well, answer right. Sean's question. What what could be possibly right. out there when when they? I'm just asking a question. Florida, we saw the stuff about the bags and the money bags and the Pruitt and the wife and the and the babysitter and the you know a second cousin. Hey, and don't the, get hey, and I love you, but don't get mad at us because you couldn't you couldn't sign a quarterback. I'm because you're pathetic, and I yeah, I mean you guys said right. you got an axe to grind with this call. That is true, Florida. Graham Mertz, your number one proponent on here, but you coming in with hate, trying to take it down. Where did their kid end up? Where'd their five-star kid end up? Arizona State. They defaulted on payments. They defaulted on payments. Popping off yesterday about it. What would he say, Sean? I didn't read the whole thing. Anybody except for Doctor Sean He called you all out yesterday, Florida, in print. Yeah, man, that that young guy called you all out in print. Man, it's okay, bro. What did he say, he Sean? Did, he did. Look, I didn't see it. I didn't either. Didn't he? he called you all out in print. But did he get a proof? He told the truth. Well, y'all defaulted. Y'all defaulted on like three payments to him, and finally he said, "Look, man, listen, y'all, man, y'all be poor. See ya, Florida. You, Florida. You know I love you, and you can come on my on my ticket anytime. Any we love sport. you, yeah. But I, bring but it. I, I know. Yeah. You know you are whistling a different tune than you were talking about Billy Napier walking yeah. on water last year, and that That's guy right. is a complete bozo. He couldn't walk on hey, apple listen, butter. Listen. I would expect it to anybody man. except Dr. Sean Sinclair. Man. No, no, no. I, I keep it real. I'm keeping it a hundred with you, man. We can still love He's you. About Hank, you're my boy. My you're my boy. No, no. We're talking about Jeremy Pruitt. Nobody's talking yeah. about a pole in your rectum. This isn't about you, Shep. Man, Come I'm on saying, now. I want I want you know, Jeremy Pruitt to go tell the truth because he only implicates himself. Exactly. And I want to hear okay. what they were doing at Alabama, Florida State, and Georgia. What, what's wrong with that? We need to hear about it. It's the truth. Well, that's right. I agree. Hey, when he would encounter the police officer that night, you heard the real Jeremy Pruitt when he said, where, where, where I come from, we don't touch kids for this. Come on now. What did he do? What did he, he said, what did he do? Come on now. Listen, listen because it's been a cover-up all this time. Nick Saban needs to have a 15-foot post judge. That's right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm for an equal hey, 15-foot pole, brother. Hey, I'll tell you this. If, I'll tell you this. If you, pumped out, if you pumped out the set, well, people are eating. But if you went to the septic tank of this league and started pumping it out, there's no telling what would come through those pipes. Oh, this is the Southwest Conference revis. That's all it is. And that commissioner down there can act like he wants to act and walk around and, 
act all high and mighty and virile and this, that, and the other. Give me a break, Sankey. It's all happened under your nose. Well, I'll tell you what, the one, the one coach that I respect more than anybody yep. is Tennessee native and your Heisman Trophy winner, national championship coach Steve Spurs. Say it, note, and write it down. Above all else, because yep. that guy stayed above the fret. Yep. And he whipped your ass. Cheating, yep. not cheating. Take his kid. He didn't care. Go win championship. You come to Florida. I love him. I love. I love Steve. And I'm giving. I'm giving Florida Go credit. He's, he's my guy. Come to Florida. He's my favorite coach come of all Florida. time. Go win championship. And and the only thing that the only thing that that helps me through this is because I think I honestly think we have Steve Spurrier. Yep. Part two here. And so does Florida. Florida, Florida really thinks that. that our coach is a young Spurrier. He said it himself. I, I, I did say it. I did say it, Tony B. But you know what I mean. What what you and Doctor Sean is calling me is a hater. I'm not a hater. I just want to know the truth. That's all. I don't. I don't. I'm not a hater. I listen. Y'all gonna do good this year. Y'all might be that. Florida. We're going Florida. Year. We're whacking you in September. Yep. Probation. No probation. Man, Whatever it is, no, y'all you, are getting Graham Mertz, Florida, Graham freaking Mertz. I mean, I know our secondary. Well, if, I, if, I, if I was a hater, I would ask you about the child pedophile on, on the Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz. That's your solution. I love you, Florida. You know that. Graham Mertz. Come on, Shepard. Graham Mertz. Haven't been on here for a couple of months. I, I've been out a little sick. Florida, uh, Florida what's the matter, buddy? Back. You all right? I'm coming back. I had prostate cancer, bro. Oh, man, I love you. Oh. You're in my prayers, buddy. How you doing? Thank you, bud. I'm doing a lot better, man. I came back to work today. It was my first day back. Praise back. God, man. Best yeah, wishes, Florida. You, yeah. Keep looking up, brother. We are gonna absolutely going to pray for you. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. I appreciate it, man. Thank yes, you, buddy. Thanks. Much love to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Keep looking up. We're he here did, for you. I, I love it. He, he did come with a little hate today. Oh, yeah. Hey, he was, you know. But that's okay. He's my boy. It's hate and love, though. You know what I mean? Like, hate. Like, well, hey, when you're in the Southeastern Conference, that's what it is. Hate and love. Yep. Hate in the spirit of love. Well, we got each Absolutely. other's back around here. That's right. We'll come back on the other side, 865-200. God bless you, uh, uh, Florida. We love you. Yep. Kelvin Hank, as we take a brief time out. Come back with more, get some more calls in, and roll it back after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. 
like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
We have a few to play if you want to jump in at 865-200-5402. Next call is in with us on the wheels to steal. Hello and welcome in. What's going on, Tommy? It's Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Welcome in, buddy. Uh, I've been down to Johnson City, Texas, picking up a load of cedar fence posts. And nice. Just got out of, just got, went through uh, Baylor. Uh, their football stadium is pretty cool, little football stadium. Uh, I, I'd say Baylor's put a little money in it down through the years. And, and uh, back to Florida's call, I'd say they got their fair share of secrets. And some of the stuff that we've seen that's seen the light of day hasn't exactly been beautiful. But there's no telling how much stuff they've covered up down through the years at Baylor. No offense to them. I, you know what I heard that quarterback uh, told Florida and everybody handed him his NIL check? I heard he said, shoot, I make more money at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Boom! I mean, they never even paid him. Apparently, that's the story. They promised him and kept telling him the check's in the mail. Finally, that kid said, I think I'm going to go to Arizona State. Arizona State now? Come on. I'd have never dreamed that I would live to see a quarterback leave the University of Florida to go to Arizona State. It's incredible, especially a guy that can really play. But anyway, I, I hope I hope Collar Florida gets uh gets uh over over at that deal he went through. Uh God bless you. I got uh I've got a booster buddy now now he he doesn't hang out with Danny White like like Philip Fulmer, you know, they're kind of a different personality set. But he you know, he told me one of the reasons why Danny was brought here was was because this NCAA mess. Uh, I wonder if, you know how these football coaches come to the SEC and find out it's a different ball game? I yep. wonder if he's, I wonder if he, I'd love to know if he's not a little upset that this NCAA, that he wasn't able to get it buttoned up and took care of by now. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated who broke the story yesterday, was on with us uh, about an hour and a half or so ago. And we'll post that over at tclub.team for those that missed it. But um, Ross said Tennessee's surprised they're in this spot right now. And, and yes, they thought their remedies were sufficient at one point in time. But what we don't know is what's occurred that has change the calculus on this thing charlie because all of a sudden we're at a different time in a different place on this thing and i don't know what that means i'm not even pretending to know what that means but the guy that broke the story who's got the sources at the ncaa i asked him should tennessee fans be worried and he said uh yes you should be worried whatever whatever that means crazy stuff yeah uh I appreciate Doc's uh, perspective on the bowl ban because he's exactly right. Uh, a bowl ban in 2023 for a team that's not going to that's probably not going to make the turn the the four team playoff right. is nowhere near like a bowl ban in '93. That that's a great point. I mean the the whole ball system has been so relegated to the second tier. I mean, you hate to say that. Look, we played in the Orange Bowl last year, and it was wonderful to do so. 
but it's a far cry from making that national playoff. Even though we were borderline next in line or next to next in line. And, and I'll tell you what, if we got to take a Moban, I'd rather take it this coming year yep. than I had to take it last year because I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, beating Clemson and and the Reverend over there. Yep. Uh, I got a question for Doc about this baseball net. Uh, I'm maybe I need to reevaluate my expectations. I, I know this team it like last year's. I really would like to host a regional, and and I think we've got to sweep one of these high powered teams coming up to get that done. Is there is there what's the chances that we can sweep Florida? I mean, is it less than a coin flip, or is it is it going to be impossible? Or, what do you think? Brian and Sean on this, because Brian's pretty familiar with Florida and what they do as well. Sean, what do you think? Realistic to think you can sweep them this weekend? No. No. No, I think I, I think I think the I think it holds true. You've gotten the first you know, the so far you you're about where you should be. You're you're um, you go you get, took one you should go two and one at home. And one and two away, and anything extra is gravy, and we're on path for that right now. So if you can go two and one right now, we get to uh, we get to a um, five hundred record in conference. That's not great, but take a look. I mean, everything we play is in the top ten. Everything. Look at I think Boston College is nine right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we play and make the. We saw this last year, and we talked about it. How look the SEC and the powers to be again political. They did not like how everything was going down with Tennessee and baseball last year about how we were louder than anything, how we were on, you know, out in everybody's face, uh, bat flips, et cetera. And they rearranged the schedule last year in midsummer. If you remember that we had one schedule and then they made a correction and it was, it was, it was to send a message to Tony and those guys. And then the Maui Ahuna thing, give me a break. How is Tommy Tanks? How is Skeens? How are all these guys? eligible and Maui Ahuna's not come on and now they're talking about something else I mean it's they are trying to tamp down Tony and get him to play by their rules but right now we're a top 10 team and I think we're, you're right where you want to be uh, as we're figuring it out I think we are going to be pretty I think we're going to be a pretty again I mean LSU's incredible and incredible. we had a chance to we had a chance to sweep that series. You'd better believe it. If we didn't and have it, that it, shenanigans. It didn't go our way. We didn't do the what we were supposed yep. to do. It's our fault. Goofball field. Yeah. I blame Vitello. <laughs> hey. Go ahead, Brian. They can they can win two out of three. I don't expect a sweep, but I'll take two out of three right now. Yes, sir. I I'm think that's possible. That, you, when you have you any of our guys, our guys are going to get hot. They're not going to yep. keep pitching like they have. And that, again, when you have those three horses in Joyce, Lindsay, and uh, and then Halverson, no, no team has that. I'll tell you what's really going to help is if, if Doe gets well, no, off. I'm talking to about those, and then you got and then you got your your share. Sewell and Aaron Combs is coming oh, on. Oh boy, he's really good. And some of those other guys, come on. If Doe gets off to a great start Thursday, Charlie, that's what we need. We need a we need a lights out start out of him. That would be unreal if he could I, throw together a lights out start. What What do those guys think about us? Host in the regional. 18 wins, Charlie. Charlie, do the math. Gotta get 18 regular season wins if you want to host a super. 
I'm well, you know, Dolander pitched a hell of a game at LSU. Say it again, Charlie. I'm sorry. I'm doing 80 down the interstate. I can't do the math. <laughs> well, pull your schedule out later and do the math. It's still on the table, but you're going to have to do something exemplary. You're going to have to do something exemplary in one of these series. The great news is this baseball team is capable of winning here, there, or anywhere. They proved it last week down at LSU. They should have taken all three in that series, that they were all three there for the taking. That really surprised me, Tony. I mean, yeah. that, that's why I, I don't I don't know. This it, team's kind of a uh, – this baseball deal kind of reminds me of, like, uh, the basketball. The, you know, you get the Rick Barnes teams with Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams. You know, th- those are the teams that really need to do something. And, and this one's, you know, this team's not – I don't know – I don't know how to explain it because this team sure showed at LSU that they have the talent to hang with anybody. I'm with uh, the great Evan Russell who said 48 hours ago on here, roughly 48 hours ago, he said, I'm buying in. I'm bought in on this bunch. That, that, That thing with LSU was enough for me to believe that these guys have a high end gear. That was the best in the sport. That LSU team, they spent money. They've got the best in the sport, the best they have to offer, and we were rocking them. We were so in that series. It's crazy, Charlie. That Tommy Tank looks like the illegitimate love child of Michael P.S. Hayes. P.S. Hayes, or I was thinking about Percy Pringle is who I was thinking of, but thank you, Charlie. Hey, hey, Tom. Yes. I just want to say... uh, uh, I'm I'm a member of the volunteer group, and, and I'm surprised that, that it's not. I mean, I just give five dollars a month. Yep. They give me ten dollars worth of swag. Uh, I give them five, and I, I give uh, the T Club ten because I like being able to money let well my spent. voice be heard. Money well no spent. Balls. Thank you, Charlie. That's money well spent right there. Let's go back to our phones. Get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Doing, Tony. Hey, what's up, my man? How you doing, Billy? Uh, hey, buddy. It's and, and hi, Sean. Hey, Titans, Bill. I, uh, I I didn't get to hear much yesterday, but uh, I did hear your apology, and you yeah. are a stand-up man. And, really uh, is. I appreciate you, brother. He really, really is. Great call by you okay. yesterday, Bill. Okay, thank you, buddy. And how you doing, Brian? All right, we've got three and a half minutes. Go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah, I had to meet myself. How you doing, Titans, Bill? Good we to love you, buddy. I'm doing, I'm good doing to hear okay. From you. I love all three of you guys. Okay, Tony. Back at you. It seems like to me mm-hmm. this is becoming to be. This is going to be a new version of gunfight at the OK Corral, where the administration at the University of Tennessee is going to be the ERPs versus the NCAA versus the Clantons. And you know who's going to be victorious in all this? It isn't going to be the Clantons. It's going to be the Earps, which is the administration at the University of Tennessee. Hey, Bill, if, if <clears throat> describe the ugly stick that Danny White can bring up there to get their attention, please. 
Well, just bring it. Just no one's a description of the. We're back on the just, ugly stick. Good gosh, Sean. Just, just pray. Sean, why, why do you have I to mean, bring that up for, for mean, crying out loud? Are you loud? trying to get Titans Bill suspended Bill, again? You, you, Bill, you know off the air, Tony just prompted me to ask you about that. Now, Bill. I, Bill. I, I, I didn't even know what it was referencing. Bill, Bill, do you believe that? I don't believe one word of it, Tony. Not one blasted word of it. How about oh, Brian Hartman? On, How about Brian Hartman prompted him? How about Brian Hartman prompted him to ask about it? Brian, did you coach Sean into saying See, that? Hey, Brian, I there's a cheap shot. You're a cheap hey, shot. Guys, guys leave you're the throwing guy. me under the bus. You, you're hey, a you cheap shot. I have time during the day to listen to the, all the calls. Do you think he's a cheap shot, Titans Bill? Brian, is there a chance he could have done it? I wouldn't put it past him. This is total art at this point. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> art. Totally throwing me under the bus. So, Bill. do you think Sean Sinclair came up with it or Brian Hartman at this point, Bill? What's well, your? Why don't, we, why don't we call Bino and ask him if he thought that was my originally idea? Now, Bino's idea. Bino's still trying to. Uh, Bino is premeditating for what my Phillies are about to do to their ace today in broad daylight up in the Bronx. Hey, Bill, I, uh, uh, in all honesty, I have no idea what ugly sticks are. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, and north Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local business. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.